This episode of the Namaste Podcast is sponsored by my favorite audio listening platform. It's called Audible. That's right, folks. Just for listening to the Namaste Podcast, Audible is giving you a free book with your 30-day trial membership. So just go to www.audibletrial.com slash namaste to get your free book with the 30-day trial membership. I'm such a huge fan of Audible. Been using it for years, probably since I'm going to say 2014. Yeah, a long time. I've purchased a lot of books. I like to be read to. You know, sometimes it's just really nice. <laughs> It's great. It's great. And sometimes you just don't have the time to read and that helps as well. And I don't fall behind in all the books that I want to read because someone reads it to me while I go to the gym or go get groceries or just go for walks through the forest because I love to do that. So anyways, once again, if you would like to get your free book, yes, with your 30-day trial membership, I'm very, very excited about this, go to audibletrial.com slash namaste. The link will be in my description box below this episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, connecting self-help ideas to inspirational people. I'm your host, Melissa Malati, and today on the show, I have the very amazing, very beautiful, very spectacular. I know, I have to, I have to give her a big introduction because she is my fitness coach. She's so awesome. Her name is Penny Fang. Welcome, Penny. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Were you talking about me when you said uh, wonderful things? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yes. Thank you. That's so sweet. You're and welcome. Um, yeah, I'm not just your fitness coach. You know that, right? I'm your wellness coach. But uh, fitness just happens to be a component of the whole. 100%. And I was literally thinking about this yesterday. So it's funny. Before you came into my life, I was telling my friends, uh, we were just talking about mentors and a couple of my friends in like the spiritual community, they all have mentors and they have, they, they have people that they go to when they really need some guidance. And I remember saying to them, oh, I want a mentor. You guys are so lucky. I need, I need, I need to get a mentor. I'm going to manifest a mentor. And then I was thinking about it literally the other day and I went, Penny's my mentor. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. You manifest so well. I manifested that shit. I love it. <laughs> well, welcome. So let's just uh, jump right into it. I'd love for you to first start off by telling everybody a little bit about you and what you do and how you came to being the fabulous person you are. Go. Wow. Thank you very much for that wonderful intro. Um, you know, it's funny. I've told this story many times before, and I feel like every time I tell it, it still comes from my heart. It's still deep. And, you know, I've become a wellness coach and a life empowerment coach now with um, giving strategies like 12 week programs and all that and transforming the mind and heart. And then I do the four week program, transforming the body in 12 weeks, all of that. So mind, body, spirit. And honestly, I, this is the last thing I thought I would ever do because when I first, you know, when I was growing up, I was, you know, I was abused. So in my mind, I was thought, I was told I was smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I would never amount to anything. And then the constant physical abuse on top of the emotional and verbal abuse, it just over time, as you grow up in that sort of environment, you start to feel very small and you feel insignificant and you don't know, you know, how to come out of that sort of, you know, feeling of, of 
sadness and hopelessness or whatever. But I think it really propelled me. It really made me want more for myself to feel better. And I was searching to feel better so badly, so badly from having the post-traumatic, you know, stress disorder from all that trauma from, from the childhood abuse and also growing up being, you know, disappointed. We all have disappointments in life, right? Like from relationships and whatever, all that disappointment. It just added to depression and then my depression grew and I was like, oh my goodness. So long story short, it was a lot of pain. <laughs> a lot of pain that kind of propelled me to want so much to feel better. And then you know what? I had the, you know, very fortunate opportunity to date many wonderful people who one of them introduced me to a homeopathic doctor. And this is like, over 15 years ago, over 15 years ago. And this is the first time I learned about energy, about the energy body. He, you know, I can go into that, but I'm going to just cut to the chase. But what I saw made me realize that life was so much more than just the physical. And I was skeptical, didn't believe it. But then over time, life kept showing me evidence of how true what everything I learned from the homeopathic doctor who introduced me to my energy body and knew things about me just by looking at my energy and so that's a whole other story, but that was what started me in this direction of looking more into it. And he even did say, looking at my energy, that I would be a wellness, you know, I'd be really, really good at, um, I would be in the wellness business. You would end up in the wellness business. You're going to be so great. You're going to help a lot of people. And I'm thinking, this guy is crazy. Because back in that day, I was the marketing, I was doing events, I was the, you know, whole other business, right? So this was so out of like left field for me. But fast forward to like, look at today, like, you know, 15 years later, or whatever, I'm in the wellness business, and I am helping people. And I've taken all my pain and everything I've learned to recover to heal myself from depression, from post traumatic stress disorder, uh, to, uh, to, to building a strong, healthy, fit body to building a strong, healthy, fit mind and emotion. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with all this information? I can't just keep it to myself. It's like first thing to share it. So I think um, as long with being a coach, I'm always a student still. So I'm like a student and a coach simultaneously, always learning and teaching what I've learned as I'm reaching for my next level. And so that's where I am today. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I do because of everything I've been through and uh, what I've been able to experience as a result of it. And I hope that answers your question. I'm trying oh, to keep yeah. it short. Because no, it can go no that's... That does 100%. And I, I did not know that about your story. I think I knew a little bit, but wow. How do you think, I mean, everything with time, right? But how, how do you think you came to realize that you need to start working on rebuilding your self-esteem? Or, or what, maybe what are some of the steps that, that you took along that journey to get to a place where now you feel intelligent, you feel strong and... Well, it's definitely not an overnight thing. It's gradual. But that being said, the gradual doesn't mean it's pain, pain, pain all the way. In that space of wanting more, in that space of awareness that something is not completely, you know, where you want it to be because you're repeating the same mistakes over and over. Have you not learned after the first time and the second and the third? So it's like, okay, why am I repeating the same, you know, whether it's relationship, whether it's business of decisions or financial decisions or you know relation whatever decision I'm repeating the same mistakes so I'm thinking there's something I'm the I'm the common denominator here I've left one relationship the relationship to another and I'm still having problems I love one business to another and I'm still having problems I left one financial situation and, I, and I'm still having problems that means I'm a common denominator mm. I need to figure me out if I want to change everything around me no one needs to change for me 
I need to create that change. So after a few rounds of getting hit in the head, you kind of figure, you know, maybe I don't want to <laughs> take that route and get hit in the head again. So, so you start to become very aware of your every action. And then in that awareness, I want to say the state of awareness is like step number one. Like even when I teach my clean slate mastery program, I'm a life empowerment transformation program in 12 weeks. First step is the art of awareness. And when you have awareness, and that's what happened to me, um, you know, by many different people implemented the, 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 the seed of awareness. And then once you have that, you start looking at everything a little differently and you start questioning it. You catch yourself doing things that you do in the past that you want it to be in the past and not today. And then you start to inquire more and you start to want a change. So awareness is number one, because it just makes you think differently, see things differently, and make decisions a little differently. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, certainly that was something for me as well when, when I went through my own stuff that it wasn't till, well, I like you said, a bunch of people planted that seed and eventually became aware, and that's kind of what snaps you into well, kind of plants the fire in you to start working on yourself. Exactly. And then along the way, you get little, little, uh, I want to say little pieces of reward. So it's not like you have to wait till you're perfect to get all the, you know, special gifts of the world and universe. No, every time you're doing something that's more truly who you are, you just get a glimpse of something you know, like beautiful that makes you want to stick the course. Right. So that was my, you know, I guess that was my, the beginning of me interacting with the universe um, in this sort of intimate way where, you know, I, I feel like I'm not alone. There's always someone, something, an energy that's always guiding, has always been there. And I, I only hear it when I'm still enough, you know, when I'm loud and noisy in my own head and heart, you know, that beautiful loving whisper, I could never hear it. So it's not like it was not loving me and helping me. It was there the whole time. So as I became more in tune and more aware going through different practices and, and, and to help myself become even more uh, still, I start to receive more easily. And I think mm. from there, it really does help me go from one step to the next effortlessly rather than forcing my way to the next step, making things happen, you know? So. Right. Wow. You know what? Because when you said this to me, you actually said that to me a few weeks ago now, you were saying how that I, I kept seeing myself as someone that's alone and that the second that I start believing that I am surrounded by love and there and I'm not alone and that there's you know lots helping me out then I will really sort of tune in and be able to really follow the guidance um but yeah I'm gonna say that I think that there's probably somebody listening and can understand with me I've been I I've definitely been trying and I, I I'm curious as to whether there are little steps and ways that you can tune in or ways that you can know that the the thoughts inside of you are guided as opposed to ego based because because one of the things I can just tell you um that just using myself as an example that so sometimes I will have these these inner thoughts to drive me in a certain direction and I don't know if I'm being a dramatic <laughs> uh, and that's like my ego just being, you know, like really analyzing the situation in a way that's not necessarily the truth or um, or whether I'm fully being guided to make a certain decision. So do you have any tips as to how someone can learn to listen to their heart as opposed to maybe what could be their mind? Right, right, right. Absolutely. 
such a great question. Um, you know, first of all, ego is not a bad thing. It depends on how you define it, right? Society has helped us define it because we didn't have our own definition. So we kind of caught onto that bad ego, no ego. But ego just means super sense of self. And if you have the super sense of self, then you're unapologetic. So all of a sudden, you're going to do things, you know, from a higher frequency. You're going to, you know, that type of ego is wholly, totally different. So to answer your question about how do you know if this is uh, a guidance coming from your ego or a guidance coming from something much higher than yourself. So if you look at the, the definition of ego as a super sense of self and you realize that if it's coming from your ego in that super sense of self, that means in that good place, right? Mm. Then it feels I have these three E's. It feels either exciting, exhilarating. It feels ease, right? Some form of ease. You know it's coming from a higher place. Because depending on where you are sitting in that moment in time, if you're in a place of total anger, you cannot feel excitement and like exhilaration. But you might be able to feel a little bit of ease. So that is a feeling you start to, oh, I'm getting this thought or this feeling to do something. And it gives me a bit of ease. That's coming from your soup sense of self that higher self that higher being that better sense of ego um if it's coming from if you start to feel uh resistance and resistance is anything less than ease pretty much everything that's ah. not ease or better <laughs> then it's not coming from your super sense of self it's ah. coming from the other ego that the society has taught us about yeah the one uh, that means this is not being guided by higher power it's not the right frequency H higher frequency guidance feels ease or better never lesser than ease so that's how you start to become sensitive to those emotions and know that is that ease ease is just a sense of feeling better if you're very depressed feeling a little anger or frustration is actually better because it's a higher frequency emotion so that means you're being guided to the higher frequency emotion you cannot be guided to exhilaration and excitement it's too big of a leap in frequency you know so you will not be able to hit it but you'll be guided to the next easiest uh, space that you can that you can reach, and that's how the universe guides you. It's right. always yeah. And and just for everyone listening too, maybe we should talk about the emotional guidance scale. So if you haven't ever heard about this before, this is kind of what. Uh, Penny's touching on in terms of the different frequencies of thoughts and, and uh, feelings, right? And so um, I believe, did it start with Esther and Jerry Hicks? Abraham, did it start with No, them? actually, the, well, they, look, many people teach it. So okay. many, many people, from, you know, from, obviously, as, you know, uh, Abraham Hicks, they, they, they talk about that, but they have their own way of speaking about it. Um, but this type of frequency information has been around since forever. And right. the one that I use is from the 70s, um, created by Dr. David R. Hawkins. And you can even Google that. And it has the different frequencies. And in fact, when I talked about how I met the homeopathic doctor that, that, that could see my energy, that was the first time I learned about it. So it was even back in those, you know, I've already learned it in and it's, everyone has a different way of displaying that information, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same information. So at the end of the day, what that information is, is just every emotion has a frequency because a world, every single thing is made of energy, energy moving at different rates and frequencies, you know? And so they, they, they look so solid, you know, or they look just like, or they don't look like anything. Like you can't see it because it's just moving so fast. You can't even see it. Right. So it's hard for our human body or physical senses right now to get to to hone in or understand that for especially if we haven't been practicing so we're going to leave that 
uh, for a second, but emotion wise, so everything is energy and energy has a frequency. Emotion is energy. So the frequency of, so it starts, the scale starts from depression, like total sadness and grief, Fear. right? Now 20 to 50 all the way to 1000, which is enlightenment. And you don't really hit enlightenment unless you're dead. So you go back to that space of higher frequency. So the one below is 500. 500 is the frequency of love, forgiveness. And that's why when people forgive, they heal, right? Because it's that high frequency, it carries you. And then the 600, which is really uh, joy. And then the 700, which is like, you know, peace and then beyond, right? Peace and beyond. So like someone like Mohammed, um, someone like uh, um, Mother Teresa and, and Abraham Lincoln, they were, seven, they were vibing at 700. And that's why their frequency is so influential and so positive. People follow, right? But that being said, you know, when we look down at the lower frequencies, you're looking at, uh, this, uh, so 50, grief, 20, depression around there. You move up to about 150, which is about where anger is. And you move up to 200, which is where pride is. And so if you move up to about 250 or, you know, 300, you're going into willingness and acceptance. And then, you know, courage is 200-ish. Courage is 200. Then when you start to hit 300 is willing acceptance. And then you start to hit 400 is reason. So that's when you start to go into flow mode when you're ready to reason, you're ready to accept. Uh, until then, you're not in flow mode yet. You're just barely getting by. And that's around the 200 zone. And if you have anything below, which is 85% of the human population is below 200. And that means they're in the stuck zone. They're stuck. Wow. Stuck about something. One thing is holding them back, whether it's money or, uh, or relationship or career. Something is keeping them stuck. And so we need to raise that vibration. And so that's why sometimes you see angry people running like big, uh, I want to say groups. And then the people who are fearful follow them. Why? Because the people who, fall, who are fearful are vibing at around 100 and 175. Meanwhile, anger is at, oh, 100, uh, I said at 100 and anger is 150. But meanwhile, the fearful people are around 100. So guess where they're going to go? Naturally, the higher frequency feels better to them that they can achieve, that they can attain is someone angry. Something that is standing up for something. Thing that is like so they just you, you see how that pattern goes totally. you start to look at society yeah. yeah that makes so much sense oh that's so interesting do you think that maybe I mean we can probably agree that belief systems are the reason that keep people stuck right like do, mm. do you think oh yes, yes I mean I try not to ever blame but I do feel like let's just say like our cell phones, for example, we're constantly being bombarded with information and ideas 24 seven. And I think there does sometimes become a point where ideas are inceptionalized and then we take it on as our own and they're in our subconscious and we believe them. And, and so do you think that possibly, you know, society is a result of society continuing to be the way that it is? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing about it, it starts at a very young age. It's, it's, it's not, it's like right. the, the family you were born into have already implemented beliefs in you. Like we're not made of money. We'll never be rich. And also you grow up thinking that you'll never be rich. It's just the way you are. Or I have high blood pressure. My, your, your grandfather has high blood. That means you're going to be getting it soon too. You, so you, but so all of a sudden, 
everybody is already like adopting these beliefs from a very young age and then they become something that is realistic, become their, their reality. It becomes their reality. How can you blame them? They can't. You can't blame them because it is their reality. They, they've, they've tagged onto that frequency long enough that it's now become a reality. But if you want to tag onto a different frequency, you can. But no one has taught most of us how to do that. Most people didn't even know at the time how to teach these things. Nowadays, it's become more mainstream. Everyone's teaching it in different ways, right? Different parts of the world, even more receiving of this type of stuff. And our part of the world in the West, Coast, in the, in the West is, is starting to open up to it even more, which is great. I'm very proud of us, but I think that uh, there's there, we still have a long ways to go, but all in good timing, of course. So there's no fear of needing anything faster. This is perfect as it is. Um, but I feel that you know, as as you know, when everyone is you know, when we're talking about um, all these people uh, feeling, what were we talking about again? All of a sudden, I got kind of sidetracked. Oh, society, it just yes, society low. limiting beliefs. Yes, thank yeah. you for putting me back on track. See, even a coach needs some guidance. Oh, honestly, like I like today has been a day. Like my brain is so foggy right now, and I'm just you so... eat proper diet. No, I'm kidding. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I didn't eat enough today. You are so right, Penny. You're always right spot on again you're right I just I was so busy today and like I just didn't get to eat and you're right <laughs> we're gonna talk about that when we get off here but, but, um, I will I have, have to go leave. grocery shopping <laughs> <laughs> okay the budget back to answering your question because it's a very good one and I want to make sure I, I cover it a little bit more thoroughly so the limiting beliefs are obviously you know what it is you know I'm, you know I don't believe in love I'll never attract the right love you know just you know relationships are hard so when you have these limiting beliefs, they've been with you for so long, one way or another, that it is hard to just drop it. But I have, you know, in my programs when I teach, you know, how to change things around or how to, you know, not rid of limiting beliefs, but you replace limiting beliefs because you cannot rid of something. There's nothing that you can rid of because energy exists. There's no beginning and no end, just like Einstein will tell you. Right, infinite. They all exist. You just need to tag on to the frequency that you want as your reality because life is a whole bunch of radio stations. And if you tune your radio station to this frequency, maybe after a while, rock and roll, you're kind of sick and tired of rock and roll. You want to go into rap or whatever, right? So you've got to tune that station. But right now, you've got to tune to rap and you're stuck at rap and you don't know how to turn it and tune it to you know, rock and roll or whatever it is that you want to change to, then you're going to be stuck there for a while. But it doesn't mean that what you want doesn't exist. It totally exists. You just need to know how to tune. But by tuning, you cannot try and rid of things because ridding of something is a frequency of lack and there's a frequency of when you're trying to let's say trying to rid of um this limiting belief about your body you know you think you, you don't look good your body is out of shape all that limiting and i think it's hard for me to get in shape because um my um i'm getting a little bit too old for that you know whatever metabolism is slow all these are limiting beliefs right it makes it limits you to become your potential your best right so anything of that nature is a limiting belief so let's say you want to rid of that thought you can't just be reaching to try to get rid of that because then that is the topic of focus. And then anytime you have the topic of focus, you amplify the thing you're trying to rid of because the frequency of, right? So you reach for something better. You reach for, I love the feeling of having a strong, healthy body. Because that's the truth. That's what you want. But instead of reaching for that, we just go, I don't like my body. How can I lose weight? How can I you know, take this body and make it? All of a sudden, it's all negative and all that. You're stuck in that lower frequency. You attract more of that same problem, problem, problem thoughts. You don't get to the higher frequency of, I love a healthy 
healthy, strong body. I remember being healthy and strong. Oh, and I remember that, you know, when I was able to play that sport. In fact, I wonder if I would just to start playing that again, I would get really good. Like these are part of the same thoughts, but one is higher frequency as you can feel as I'm saying it, right? And one is a lower frequency. So if you want to actually get rid of a limiting belief, you can. You need to replace it with a really good belief because all beliefs are is a thought that you have continued to think. So it becomes your story. So if you can come to a story, you can make a new story. And so when you make that new story, that replaces the old story. If you don't make up a new story and you just try to get rid of the old one, that means you're trying to rid of something. When you try to rid of something, you literally are leaving a void. There's a space. I'm going to rid of this. I'm just going to just quit it. Hmm. There's a void. And when there's a void, it, you're, you're going to try and fill that void out because it's going to feel like something's missing. It's very easy for you to fill that void back with that old limiting belief, especially when you have a weak moment. But if you have a strong, beautiful new story that replaces it, when you have a weak moment, you don't go back and try to fill that void with something old because you've already got something sort of in place. And so it's very strategic. Like I had to be very strategic when I tried to come out of depression and you know, post-traumatic. I had to be strategic. I had to be deliberate because, and I learned from the best coaches and the best speakers in the world, they all had to be deliberate to get to where they are. You cannot get to where you are. Just hum, you have to be deliberate and say to the universe exactly what you want. And the universe is very, very helpful to a stubborn heart. Stubborn heart going either way. A stubborn heart wanting goodness or a stubborn heart wanting badness. Either way, you get to make a call. Are you a believer in sometimes you have to go through the hard times to get to the good, to get to what you actually want? Yeah, it's a good question because a few of these great coaches have covered this as well. They said you don't need to go through these hard times to get there. You can get there with less hard times. But most people are just conditioned so conditioned to have to and then they make a story of how it has to be hard or else you cannot make it so on a physical level we look at it like hard times tough times but on a, a spiritual level on a level where everything's energy there is no right wrong good bad tough not tough there is none of those type of judgments there's only frequency so you can be in that tough time physical space but you are of high energy in that moment. And that means you're going through that tough time in the most graceful way. And that makes a difference between not stressing during that tough time as much as you would be stressing during that tough time. You know what I mean? So I actually witnessed that. I'm so glad. I know you get this. I've witnessed that for myself before. I have been in a situation where I have been stressed, the way I attend to the matter, like what do they, what were they thinking about me? They're probably thinking bad things about me. That person looks really funny. So I'm going through this tough time where I'm thinking people don't like me, maybe blah, 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 blah. So I'm stressing like that. And then there's a time in my life when I've grown from that and I still go, let's say I'm going through that same scenario. You know, I'm not sure what people are thinking of me. Um, am I doing good enough, all that. But instead of going, I wonder if they like me. I wonder if they're jealous of me. I wonder if, instead of going to those kind of thoughts, I was going through the exact same scenario. But because of the space I'm coming from, so yeah, I could have been a tough time for me again, but it wasn't because I realized from that space that what people think of me is none of my business. Hmm. And then I come from that space where if I'm coming and everything I'm doing is coming from a higher space because I can feel that I'm coming with really good intentions. And if someone cannot see that, 
then they're not someone I need to interact with right now anyway. So because my beliefs have become so different, going through the exact same stressful situation allowed me to see it from a completely different view. Therefore, that situation is no longer stressful as it would have been 10 years ago. Right. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So do we need to suffer to make progress? Now I would say no because I'm still having to make progress every day. I still have to design the progress. I still have to deal with so many people who have things that they need all the time and I could feel stressed. And some days I start to feel the old remnants here because you always have that old energy still somewhere in there, but I don't need to activate it. So I catch myself, again, awareness, I see it. And my awareness muscle is so strong now, as soon as I see it, I don't let it last any longer than, you know, I, you know, you know, I don't know. I try just not to let it last any longer than 15 minutes or even two minutes or whatever, but I'm pretty quick at turning it around with my step-by-step method that now happens pretty quickly. As opposed to before, I was like, okay, what's my step one? Step one, I gotta do this. Step two, I gotta do this. Okay, I'm doing my steps. But now my steps happen like, oh, so fast that, that I can turn a thought in minutes. What are your steps? Now, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> You got to take my program. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. Actually, that no. Give it. Give us one. And then, yeah, maybe everyone listening would love to take your program. <laughs> it's funny. I was just talking to this lovely person yesterday that started the program. It's my Clean Slate Mastery program. She was depressed because she had a trauma from childhood that she hasn't tended to. So over time, it really hindered her relationship with her husband. Um, and her husband turns out to be very verbally and emotionally abused, abusive. So they have a terrible relationship. They're separated, but they're still living together. There's no love in terms of being in love. It's just now just two people who are hurt trying to make whatever is left work. So she's going through that relationship-wise. And of course, her father just died, who she loved. And her dad died also in a place of trauma, who never completely healed from the trauma. And so she felt guilt for the father on top of that. And then her business just went under. So she felt really depressed. And so she joined the program. And right away, we, we had to get in on this topic that you and I are talking about. So when they talk about steps, first of all, we can't even go through the steps right now until we learn what is the limiting belief that you have. Let's say you know, uh, I am not worthy. Yes. That's exactly what she said. She goes, I don't feel like I'm good enough for anything or anyone. And so now that is actually the number one syndrome of everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. And varying degrees, we all feel that syndrome, right? One time in my life, I felt it like a brick in the head. And now I feel remnants of it not a break anymore i feel remnants moments some days i'm really tired and i feel like oh i suck and then i go oh there i go again pity potty pity potty for penny okay then i realize i can snap out it tomorrow when i wake up so i'll just let myself off the hook i'm not going to be hard on myself and that's actually part of the step is that it will pass if you don't resist if you resist it will persist so that is actually one of the steps i learned is to forgive myself when i'm humaning oh there i go again i'm humaning i'm supposed to human i'm in a human body it's the nature of a human body to feel these things so why am i fighting the nature of something hello penny and then i let it go and immediately it subsides so much quicker so what you resist persists that's actually one of the rules to forgive yourself and let it go and know that it will subside because nothing lasts more than a certain period of time. You have to allow that time to pass. A negative emotion, for example, takes about 90 seconds to surge through your system and subside. But most people don't wait 90 seconds. They're angry and they continue to be angry and they continue to be angry and then just add. But if you just take a deep breath, walk away, 
give yourself 90 seconds, come back and see if you want to tend to that business exactly the same way you probably won't because it has subsided. But you've got to give yourself that space. You got to forgive yourself for even feeling those negative thoughts and emotions because you're supposed to. Whoever told you you're not supposed to is what has kept you in that space of limiting belief that I'm not good enough when I think these thoughts. Oh, I'm so bad if I'm not nice. Oh my God. No, do your thing. The sun doesn't get like, oh, I'm so mean when I burn things down. I'm so hot. I just like look at all those plants. No, it's unapologetic. And you are part of that universe of mighty, you know, mighty energy. You got to burn things down sometimes. And sometimes you got to, you know, let the rain flood a few things. The rain never says, oh, I feel bad. I flood a bunch of people out in this world. No, it's doing its job. It's creating balance. Sometimes you need to just speak up, do what you need to do and create that balance. So number one is that you're worthy and you're supposed to say and speak your mind without apologies. Hmm. And once you learn to love yourself, you can do that. So how do you do that? Little by little, you learn to replace limiting beliefs, number one, and then just practice the art of awareness. As soon as you catch negative, something negative about yourself, you let yourself off the hook and go, good, I'm humaning. Good, I'm humaning. There I go again. Humaning, humaning. And you make a joke out of it. Like, don't make it so serious because that's what you came here for. So why are you being so hard on yourself? You came here to be a human and then you're going to hit yourself in the head every time you're human? You're going you're gonna to hit your head a lot of times. So just all good. I'm just humaning and it's going to subside if I just walk away, give myself 90 seconds, I'll come back and see if I want to stick in this, stay in this attitude. And chances are you won't. You really won't when you're that aware and you step aside and you're deliberate in the way you are trying to change. And somebody will come, an energy will come, a thing, whatever you people call it, whatever God or whatever you want, whatever you believe. When you are in that space of awareness, there's a frequency that's quite high about that. And you let in that higher frequency and it will guide you. It will guide you because now you've actually released some resistance. Hmm. Wow, that's powerful. Say, um, I'm very interested in uh, the situation that you just brought up um, with this person that you were coaching your friend or um, a client. There's a new client. It's it's interesting to hear that, that she has left her relationship because so say someone is going through all this house so they haven't quite left ah right exactly okay so that that leads me to say so say you you're with someone and you haven't you haven't gotten to a point where you have developed enough courage to leave and so we say like there's a lot of good times but there's bad you know there's maybe probably more bad than good (laughs) and and just you know if someone's listening let's just say that's the case and you you are really trying to work on yourself you're really trying to you know like change change your belief systems and you know and open yourself up to all the good but you have someone that lives with you that's the complete opposite and aren't doing that or in in a constant state of like anger and fear and don't really, you know, take the steps to help themselves. Now, what I've been told before is that no one can be in your experience unless you are reflecting their energy. But here's the thing. If you're in a lower state of frequency, and I'm sorry to interrupt you because I think it's coming Mm -hmm. through really powerfully. So I need to talk. Yeah, go. So, but if you're in a state of uh, swaying, like you're not quite steady in your own high frequency yet, then it's not very conducive for you to surround yourself with someone who can sway you that easily. You need to find your anchor. 
you need to find your anchor. And sometimes you need to leave that space of the environment to find your anchor. Because if you don't have that anchor and that solid space in your belief, and then you throw yourself into that sort of a jungle of mess, you can sway. You can sway. It's very easy. And the way I'm saying this, the reason I'm saying this is because I've been in that situation. I was married once and I was, uh, he was a perfect man for me when I was, you know, when we decided to be together, because I was still in a certain headspace. I wasn't exactly fully coming into who I was. I still was a great person, just like most people. I was a kind hearted person. I was nice to people. You know, I had bad days, I had good days, just like everybody else. I attracted him into my life because he was a certain type of personality and it was conducive frequency wise, it was conducive to where I was even. So we had good days and bad days and, uh, and all that kind of stuff, right? Fights, no fights, all that. And I thought to myself, as years went by after our marriage, I wanted more. I felt something more. I felt like as I was learning to be so in tune and more aware, I was starting to uh, meditate and I really felt even more still inside my heart and mind. And I was able to receive more information that made me want to discover more about life. And, and to, like you said, to learn to, to be a better person, uh, to be able to, to, to live in higher frequencies more often. But then I didn't know how to bring him with me. And because I was married with him, I wanted so much to bring him with me that I try to force him into believing what I believe. I try to make him believe this is such a better way of being. Don't you see it? And then it, he just got him so frustrated. It's like, why are you trying to change me? No, I'm not trying to change you. We're going to be there. We're going to be happy. I know my way works. And it's like, I felt so, because I was still learning. So I wasn't solid in my belief, but I just wanted to believe so badly that there's something so much bigger than me that is helping us. And, and if we could just hang on to that frequency, come on, babe, come on. You know, like, like ah. so here I am, not even completely believing it, but trying so hard to believe something that that way, when he's not there yet, it sways me. Then I'm frustrated, then I'm depressed, then I'm angry with him, and then it goes into a big blow up. And then all of a sudden, it's not even his fault. It was not even my fault. It was just nobody's fault other than we're two frequencies trying to mm, mm, trying to match up you can't match two you know two different frequencies together it's like you can't tune your radio dial to 94.5 and try to, to listen to what's going on in one or three by five is two different frequencies so it's that's what happened and then i realized i have to find people that are more in alignment with my frequency right now if i'm going to find myself if i'm going to find that space of solidity in my belief and, and anchor my myself in such a way that then once I found myself completely and know myself completely and love myself completely and be unapologetic about everything that I've chosen for me, then only should I now find a partner who is in that same space. And now we're together with that same belief without having to change anybody because we're already both in that space where we believe that you do not need to change to make me happy. I'm happy with or without you, but thank you for adding happiness to my life. And that's where I'm at. But at the time I didn't know all that. So I was trying to change people, you know, and it's not our job to change people. It's our job to find more joy and add more joy into our own life. So then we just add more joy to everybody else around us. And that's pretty much all we're supposed to do. But somehow we've been taught everything else opposite. We watch our parents and we think we're supposed to stay together. I thought I was supposed to stay together until death too was part. I'm like, are, we, are you serious? I'm going to die if I stay in this relationship. Not because of him. <laughs> <laughs> death will death will do us part because I will die. But but it's not his fault. It's never his fault. It was not even mine. It was we just needed to learn more. And we haven't come to ourselves yet. And we try to be together while we haven't even come to ourselves yet. That's what wow. happened. That's very interesting. Do you think that being someone that's constantly working on yourself and tr and loving yourself and raising your fre frequency, do you think it's possible to be 
with someone in let's say matrimony like like to you know to be wed to someone if you're constantly changing because i and maybe i'll explain it right a little that's bit a better. great question i believe yeah. there's change in the higher frequency there's change in the non-so higher frequency so if two ah. people are together right and they both want they, they, you don't have to want the same things you don't have to like the same things you don't even have to do things together but but if you're both in higher frequencies right you're both living in higher frequencies it's it's not the physicality that brings the energy together it's the matching of frequency that brings things together that's why sometimes you see two people together they're so in love but they don't really have anything in common right. they, on a physical level you're like you don't, you don't look alike you don't even you don't even want to do the gym together one wants to work out one doesn't want like my best friend is a great example hi natalie if you're listening <laughs> like, what are you talking about me in fact i have a phone call with her today to catch up but i haven't talked to her months but that's the first time i haven't talked to her for months but i know why the universe always knows how to separate us too so we don't gossip too much about our life because it's so it's you know we're all so excited we we can just let things be first and grow and learn and then share it after so i always know that the universe has a pace for us and when we talk because when we talk we talk about everything so anyways she's a prime example her husband loves to work out and is so into fitness and she wouldn't even touch the gym and but they are like this so in love there's you know they never like bigger each other nothing like that like it's so i want to say if two people have the intention of living from that higher place that frequency doesn't matter what the physical looks like obviously the physical can add if that's what you want it's like i want someone who goes to gym with me because it's so much fun but but he doesn't really care either way so it's not in his intentions that he needed that as a, as a partner and so they they're fine but if his intention was it would be just so much fun for me if i had everyone someone that just did everything i loved and then that would be something he wants to attract and obviously that's going to happen right that, but it doesn't need to be that way the, the the point is that if you are both in growing in that same pace it doesn't even have the exact pace you don't even have to be in the same page you just have to be around the same chapter <laughs> and the same book <laughs> read the same book kind of end up around the same chapter maybe i'm on chapter four you're on chapter five great at least we're still in the same book and we're all in the same vicinity don't be reading a whole other book and oh my gosh and then over the same book and somehow you read to chapter 10 i'm still in chapter one then now we're having a problem right so but then when people are reading the same sort of pace i'm in two you're in three some days you're in four and some days i'm in you know i'm still reading on number three i'm trying to review that but that's okay because the frequencies are quite similar right just like i said about the emotional frequency the ones that are similar to each other naturally attract themselves to each other so the people who are in the fearful 100 mode naturally attract to people who are in 50 right so as long as you're in the vicinity it doesn't have to be like physically you have to have everything in common and no 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 just yeah. where, you, where are you vibing? Yeah. You know what? I, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with this. And I think this is very interesting. I love talking about this stuff because I can just even give my own example of my personal relationship and how we met when we were both on like such a high frequency. But what I find interesting is that I wonder, you know, like the story is we're both going through a tough time and we're completely clashing then then what <laughs> well, that's when that's when you don't tr okay the clashing only happens when there's an expectation of the other person hmm. there's that that's the only time when there's an expectation of the other person when there's no expectation of the other person there is no clashing but usually we've been kind of conditioned to oh if you're not feeling good 
and, 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 and you want him to do certain things the way you want it in some way and vice right. versa. In some way, what can you be more supportive? In some way, oh, you know, I would have been more supportive like if you are, you know, like, but you may not say the words, but that's the energy you guys are giving off. Like, so you got to go find yourself. You, you got to, you cannot, it, change cannot happen from outside. You can't make anyone change enough for you to feel good. You've got to find that yourself. You've got to have that coming from within you. And that's why even Mahatma Gandhi says, you have to be the change you seek in this world. You have to be that change. So if you want the relationship that you seek to be um, beautiful and loving and kind, and that means that means how do you want to be treated? You probably don't want someone to judge you. You probably don't want someone to have expectations of you or change your ways for them. So those are the things you need to start with first. And if you can't do that yet, that, that means you need to step aside. You need to step away. Find that solidity. Remember that solidity that you can anchor yourself into a certain spot, then come back into that relationship from that space. Then you're gonna be tending to it from this space. You stay stable in that higher ground, that frequency. If that guy is the right one for you, he will come and meet you where you are. Right. But if he's not the right guy for you, he will just slowly subside from your life and that's okay. Because that means there's enough room now for someone else that is more of a matching frequency to you to come in naturally. Right. right. And you have to be brave about that and it's okay, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know what? You, that's um, it. It just goes back to the question of can you be with someone forever? But then I guess your friend is a good example of yeah, it's possible for you to both be vibing. That's what you mean changing. forever. Like, is the definition of forever in the physical level or the spiritual level? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's it's a physical thing. It's like everyone. It's like this. These ideas when we were a kid that you know you're gonna find your prince charming and you're gonna be together for you know, all of your life. I think that is, I think you can be forever if you want it. Like in terms of, I really yeah. love going through this life journey with you, learning things with you. I, I cannot, I cannot picture anyone better that I want to learn life about than you. Like, it's so fun to have you as a partner in my life to learn stuff with. I have bad days, you have bad days, and we have good days, we have good, you have good days. But somehow we find a way. And I, I really like the way we're learning about life together. Or... I really hate the way we're learning about life together. We're just clashing. We're just not even on the same page. We're not even reading the same book. Like we're on a completely different book. Not even this, you know, forget chapters. We're not on the same book. But so it's like, so it's almost like you just got to find someone who's closer to, and I find that it can be forever when you are in your, when you know who you are, that, that not just who you are, like my name is Penny. <laughs> that, that I am more than Penny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am that, boundless infinite spirit that never dies it's always there and then when i can tap in and realize that i am worthy i am unapologetic if i you know i i, I know what i like once you know who you are in that sense then you find someone who also knows who they are in that sense and you're physically attracted to each other because of all those things too. Yeah. It is so easy. And that's what I mean by least effort, path of least. It's so easy to be together and want to be together. And you don't even have to talk about it. You don't have to have, have, have chats about it. It just is and it just feels so good, right? Yeah. You're going to have tough times and, and challenges. But you, because you both have such a same value of beliefs that you, you do tend to them very similarly, which makes very easy to be together, right? Rather than right. have two different ways of thinking of solving a problem. So you fight, fight, fight. My way is better than yours. No, my way. A high frequency solving of nature of solving problem is always a very conducive one. So there, there would be no fights coming from that at all. So that's why it's so important that we learn to be and our, with ourselves and be good and happy 
be alone and be okay with it before we can find that forever. Because if you're not okay with yourself yet, you don't love yourself yet, you're still not sure, and you're not worthy, you don't think you're worthy, uh, then you are going to find someone in that sort of, sort of frequency as well. It's a you know, vibrational match. And then you can't, be, you can't be forever. At some point, you're going to grow more, or he's going to grow more, and then you, and you're like, bye, I can't deal with this. You know? and, and so you want to find your space and be who you are and really know yourself. And then that same frequency, a person will match you, and then you can be together, uh, you know, whatever you call forever. And... And I just, you know, the funny thing about that is Abraham Hicks said something so funny that I have to share. Um, they, they, the entity, they said, um, who came up with this crap of forever till death do us part? You know what we should, what, you know what we say? And we say, I like you pretty much. Let's see how it goes. And you live day to day saying, I like you pretty much. Let's see how it goes. And then the next day, I like you pretty much. Let's see how it goes. That's it. There is no the death to us part. It's all man-made rules. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make up your own rules. You know, if you want to be happy, if you want your forever, you got to make up your own rules. Wow. They say, if you don't, you know, if you don't stand up for something, you fall for anything. And that's what most people do. We're all falling for society's rules and regulations and what he said, she said, what my mom told me I should be doing. If I don't marry by 50, I'm so doomed. And you know how many people fall in love at every age? You know, people, how many people like, oh, if you don't have kids, you know, you're going to be suffering. You're going to be so sad. You're going to regret Oh my God. You know how many times I hear that, yeah. honey? No, if you don't have kids or if you don't have kids now, people. you're going to miss your chance. And it's like, oh and my God. Everybody's happy in different ways. And that's why this buffet <laughs> of life makes it so beautiful. Some people just want pets. Some people just love each other and just want to be together and travel the world. If I have kids, I can't travel the world with you. So let's just not have kids. Okay. And they're happy. So leave them alone. Everybody has their own thing. But parents are from the old school, right? Sometimes it comes from other parents parents of parents who all come from that old school mentality they all come from some place of good and some a lot of place of lack so if one lack is teaching the next the next is teaching the next can you see how this lackful thought can escalate to something big it becomes a reality because the frequency has been growing momentum since how many thousands of years <laughs> <laughs> So somewhere along the way, someone's got to break it. And that's why the millennials are coming into the world. The little babies are coming in. They're all of different frequency. You notice they have different ways of thinking. They all have different ways of doing things. They come in, the babies come in like ready for, their MP3 readies, as Abraham would say. MP3 readies. They know how to use the machine. Meanwhile, the, you know, the rest of us are trying to learn from them. Or, you know, do you see how things are different? Kids are coming into this world. They can sing. And they are like winning these talent shows. And, and, and they can do math and science better than I could when I was like freaking 25, you know? Like, what do you think is happening? The world is changing. These new ones coming into this world are showing us who we really are. Come back. Come back to us. You make up your own rules. You, 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 whatever you make up is your reality. So let's tune the radio station to the station you want to listen to. Don't tune it to the one your parents told you to tune it to. That's for them. That's their lesson, not yours. Choose your own lesson. So these ones come in here, they don't listen. They, they, they got their own thing going and you, you better listen to them because they're smarter than us. They really are. They're closer to home and they're of higher frequency and they're not gonna take anything for an answer. Because life is about feeling good and being happy. Or you either join me or you suffer. Yeah.
that is does he feel like the way that they are now doesn't it <laughs> just being funny about it but i know you get it so. <laughs> yeah for sure wow oh my gosh you're you've given us so much so far i'm just like i'm so thankful for this conversation truly yeah, we just attracted I think this conversation and i don't i never I work alone as you don't and i don't and none of us do and when we allow mm -hmm. it it comes through and and that's why sometimes you catch me like blah, 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 just just it's just coming out of me and I have to let it. At one time, I stopped myself. At one time, I'd be like, Penny, what are you talking about? Better stop talking. You better, you better shut up because people are going to think you're crazy. Now I'm like, heck no, man. I'm working with bigger powers here. You're crazy if you don't listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, heck no. You're the one that's miserable all the time. I'm feeling good. You should yeah, listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't care. So that's what I mean, but I found an anchor. And if I were to go into a relationship now, and I will, and I can feel it coming, and it's, I'm going to be in that space where I'm solid in what I believe and who I am, as opposed to how I was maybe 10 years ago. And it would be very, very challenging. It would be hard to, you know, create that forever. And I think that I could, but I would have to go through a lot of, like you said, stresses. You have to go through pain and stress to, to learn. No, no, I don't want to go through pain and stress to learn because I, I think I've gone through enough pain and stress. I've learned my lesson. You know, remember I shared that portion Nelson, a um, story with you from Wayne Dyer. He, he shared about the five chapters of her life that she wrote down within yes. in five sentences, right? I'm done walking down that road and falling in that same hole. I'm ready to walk down a different road, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so That's so funny because I actually just had the same similar experience with um, – I had this lesson that I needed to learn when it came to female friendships, specifically female friendships, because I had this like and I noticed it was a pattern that I would have these girls that I would come into my life and I would give so much of my time and energy to them and I'd love them so much. And then I started noticing that they never treated me right. And it was a constant thing. I had, you know, two friends from high school, three friends from high school, actually. And then I had someone like after that. And regardless, it was just like a, it was a pattern. And an opportunity came up for me recently to realize, oh, the pattern might happen again. What are you going to choose? And I was looking at this conversation with an old friend of mine. I went, you know what? No, I choose me. I'm good. I got a lot of great people in my life. I've learned this lesson. <laughs> Le lesson learned. Like I, I choose me and I choose my respect for myself. I choose loving me and, and I'm, I'm fabulous. I don't need to, I need to have the love from everybody in, in the world, you know? I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you for even feeling that. Well, to be honest, it's all of your it's all of your talks with me. It's it's been really helpful, and and I I I have noticed in the last two months that I've learned and so much about myself and grown so much mentally. And yeah, like this this was a huge thing that happened to me last week. A huge thing for me to to really sit and be like, oh wait, nope, I don't need anyone else's love. I'm good. Like that was it was a massive massive shift and I was so proud of myself and I feel so and I feel good like I'm not even like I don't even need to say that I feel proud because it just it is what it is I just feel good about like yeah. yeah that I finally I finally learned this lesson you know I love yeah. that and you know the funny thing about lessons too I've learned so much and some days depending on where I'm at in life because you know life 
we, we all kind of sway in and out of high frequency sometimes, depending on how life has touched us in that moment. Totally. Of course, as you become more solid in who you are and in believing of the higher energy and understanding who you truly are as a spirit, um, you go there less. But that doesn't mean you go there zero. You just go there way less. So when you do go there in that time every now and then, you catch yourself. And that's when you, you know, you let yourself off the hook, you smile and go, there it is again. Yeah. It's, it's like that old, the remnants of old energy and it's always kind of there. So and as long as you don't give yourself a hard time when it comes back, because you know, there it is again. It's almost like you, you, it's so cute. It's like, oh, look at the little baby problem. Look at the little baby problem trying to come back. <laughs> so cute. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it goes back and it goes away. But, but don't, you're hard on yourself and go, oh, I thought of, I'm over this. I thought I already knew. I thought I loved myself already enough to go, oh. Then you kind of bring yourself back. So just want to make sure you know that because I, I know you get it. And I know I needed to know that for me for when I was having remnants of passes. And yeah. I still do. But, you know, remnants of things coming back. And then I catch it and I just smile at it and I nod and I get it. And then it just goes away. And that's that. No, are you resist, persist. I didn't, I didn't resist it. It's, 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 it is part of me. It's, it's part of what exists and I cannot sure. get rid of it, right? You know, and I truly appreciate you saying that because I did have a moment where I I was like, oh, am I attracting this into my experience? Like I had a moment of judging myself and being like, oh, my God, why am I attracting this? What am I doing right now? <laughs> and then and then I was like, no, nah, it's just like it's just like it's just the universe trying to see if I've learned the lesson. <laughs> the remnants of the past and then you get to choose again. That means you can go. Right. Do you want to go there or no? That's it. it right. Do you want to go back there? to learn a few more things and you're like no I don't feel like going back there to learn a few more things not today anyway okay yeah. thank you and then you move. not yeah. today anyway maybe tomorrow <laughs> not now not right now <laughs> wow life's magical eh <laughs> yeah. it's, a play. it's one big school it's one big school and you learn the same lesson again and again until you learn it and then until you learn it you get to move on to the next lesson yeah. you know just like in school wow um okay I have a few like Man, I could talk to you forever, but I, I do have a few more questions, though. I really I think that the listeners would really love to know. So let's start with the first one. It's to do with manifesting. So I'm curious as to do you have a process for manifesting? And now, I know we, we briefly touched on this where you say where you said that you'll see something that you want. and You go, oh, that feels good. You said that briefly. No way. <laughs> I just wrote a whole book. Um, but that's for another time. But but I love that question. And I know that is not no coincidence, right? I literally just book sitting right here in front of me. But anyway. Is it called How to Manifesting? Or do you mean like that's like your journal uh, where you've written down? Module number seven is How to Be a Powerful Manifestor. So there's seven modules to my 12-week <laughs> clean slate mastery program the seventh module obviously you don't just wait till seventh module to manifest you've already learned it in module one to six seven is becoming even better at it so it's like a step by step but if i were to just like um boil it all down and give you like just a you know quick little one two three pointer type of thing first off you cannot manifest what you want so you can give that up you're like Ooh. you can only manifest who you are huh so Whatever it is that you want, whether it's a great relationship, lots of money, a really successful career, it is not the thing that you want. You want to feel great. You want to feel free. You want to have fun. That's the underlying feeling of what you want, right? If you have fun, if you are feeling great, it, who, who, how, what matters? How, 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 why would it 
matter how you attain that if you're having so much fun in your relationship. So, so don't be so quick to mm, put it into a little pocket of everything you want because then you shut out all these beautiful possibilities and how you're going to get it and along the way who you're going to meet and how big it really can be for you and you, you, you rid of all that. Just get down to the point because all energy and frequency you say i want to have so much fun in all my relationships and i want to have so much that i can give freely and receive freely the flow of money because money is energy i just want to i just want to i just want to you know give and take money freely and have so much fun like like you start to look at manifesting in that way now you're manifesting from a higher frequency therefore the thing you want can come so much quicker but a lot of times we manifest from a place that is not who we are because remember i say you manifest who you are we're manifesting what we want so that's that's a, that's the problem right there we're like i want this i want that wanting something so badly has an underlying tone of lack the whole time so if you're in an underlying tone of lack the whole time, guess what frequency you're at? A much lower one. Right. And a lower frequency has a longer, tougher time to manifest. Because right. it's not a vibrational match to all the higher things you're meant to have. You've got to match up to the things you're meant to have, which is over here. Hello, come here. <laughs> and so you have to learn to stop manifesting, trying so hard, need to have it by now. It has to be a certain way. It has to come as a relationship that's forever else. Like, oh my gosh, you know how many abundant possibilities out there that are ready to burst into your life if you just didn't shut it out with so many of your stories and how it should or could be so i say number one manifesting is to be just focus on being so freaking happy about everything because if you're in high frequency you're in high frequency doesn't matter how you got there doesn't matter you pet your dog to get there doesn't matter to have this conversation to get there doesn't matter you have to read a book to get there it it makes no difference what the physical looks like that you've got into high frequency. That means you can get happy about anything. Right. Once you're in that higher frequency, you will be guided. So you can just have more fun. When you have more fun, fun will just attract more things of fun. Fun relationship, fun ways to spend money, fun, 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 fun. So you're going for the energy, the emotion. Forget trying to break things down into physicalities or you're just limiting yourself and you're not getting any bang for your buck <laughs> at all. So number one, focus on you, 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 being happy, happy and everything you can find that's happy. Anything that's not, eh, no, thank you. That's not where I'm looking. I'm looking at only things that make me happy. And you don't have to say, oh, that shoe makes me happy. Oh, that dog makes, you don't even have to list the physicality. Just go loving that, loving that, loving that. Can you imagine when every time you see something you like, instead of pinpointing, go, I love that money. Oh, I love that restaurant. I love that dinner. I love that. All you say is loving that. That means you're saying to the universe, I'm loving this energy. I'm loving this energy. I'm loving this energy. I'm loving it. All it's going to do is sending you more of the things you're going to have to say. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. And then pretty soon you find yourself attracting. I'm loving this money. Oh my God. I'm loving this boyfriend. Oh my God. Like, like it's the frequency you're trying to swirl into your life. So don't worry about the physicality. So be happy. Be who you're supposed to be, which is happy. And don't be judging like how you got happy. Just be happy. And that's number one, right? Mm. That's number one, just be happy and just like play a game. If I say nothing at all, just say that one thing. I don't even have to give you three points. You literally test it for yourself. Why don't you spend the entire day playing this game where you walk around everywhere you go, you look for everything you want to say, loving that feeling. 
And I'm looking down at the park here. I'm on the 28th floor. I see this dog running around with his owner. He's so cute. I'm like, loving that feeling, loving that feeling. I don't have to say, I don't have to look at a guy that's hot that I want to be with and say, loving that feeling. If I if there, I was say, loving that feeling, loving that feeling. Because all we want is a high frequency feeling, right? So mm -hmm. play the game. Oh, the snow looks so beautiful. Loving that. You don't want to say the snow, just go loving that feeling. This conversation feels good. I'm not even saying this conversation feels good. I'm just saying loving this feeling, loving this feeling. So you're literally only paying attention to anything. You, you got your radar turned on, your awareness radar is turned on, and all you're doing is paying attention to anything and everything you can say, loving that feeling. That's it. And that, not loving that, okay, bye. That's it. It's almost like anything you can say, yes, please, more, please, too, is all you do every day, the whole day. Just play it. Don't even question where it goes. Just don't even wonder, I wonder what will happen if I do it. No, that's, again, trying too hard. Falling to the frequency of underlying tone of black. No, just move forward, play the game, and say, loving that feeling. Oh, more, more. Oh, more. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying more to, but I'm like, all oh, these wonderful people writing all these great messages to me, more. <laughs> right? Like, I don't even know what I'm saying more to, but you don't need to. I was in a great place when I saw, I looked down on my phone. I'm like, look at that stuff coming in. And honestly, at the, you you figure out what happens to your energy. You figure out what comes back at you after you play this game. You start to witness it for yourself. So play the game and figure out what happens. I love it. Those are awesome tips. Thank you for that. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to do that all afternoon. Yeah, now. maybe we'll do another segment where I'll give you tip number two. So tip number yeah. one, is play this game for the rest of the day. See what happens. And yeah. the tip number two is, and I'll give you another game. We'll see. In the future, guys, you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't get it all right now. Full of twenty-four hours segment. Seriously. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, I'm curious to know if you have any, uh, any favorite book recommendations for uh, like based on spirituality. Like we we touched on Esther and Jerry Hicks being awesome, but you mentioned that you learned the emotional guidance scale from what was his name Hawkins. Oh, you know what? It's it, I was guided to research and Google all kinds of stuff. So I literally Ooh. like ran into so many things, learning from so many people. That just happens to be part of something I learned, but it's not like the main thing, right? Of and course, then, yes. Yeah. So I took a lot of webinars. So I went into Mind Valley and I and they like producing all these different seminars. And we because of technology and how our life has evolved, which is so wonderful, we have access to all these wonderful teachers. So I would, you know pay a small fee to be part of the group teaching. And then I would learn from those people from anywhere in the world, learn from Anthony Robbins, I learned from Wayne Dyer, I learned from Abraham Hicks, I learned from like Dr. Deepak Chopra, Oprah Winfrey, you name it. I was in every webinar. I was one time in my state of needing and wanting so badly to figure out how to do this holistically, to feel good and to find myself. I was watching webinar, a new one every day. I was signing up and was taking notes. I have a whole binder. Now I'm writing a book because I've got so much information, but I'm just saying that it's not even a book. It's not even a, you know, nowadays it's like everything. Webinars, tons of webinars. Book-wise, yeah, back in the day, it feels like back in the day since I've been like just reading books. Um, when I was introduced to Abraham Hicks' The Vortex, um, I thought it was kind of cool and I loved the idea, but I really didn't know how to execute on it. So I got frustrated and I just like put it aside. But then I was led to the video and audios on online, YouTube. Then I listened to that and that really helped. And then I was led to, you know, I have so many different books from, uh, you know, I love, oh, one of my, one of the books that kind of got me a little um, jumpstart as well is Dr. Deepak Chopra. Um, this, the seven spiritual the, uh, laws of success. 
I had, I've had that. That, that oh. was one of the first, yes, yes. I, that's one of the first books I read. I love it. I just read one, that last week. Sorry, that's why I interrupted because it's so yes, good. Highly right? Recommend. And the next one I read after that was uh, Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire. And, and it was beautiful. The Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire. I love that book. And somehow, I don't know what happened. That was a long time ago when I read it. It propelled me to something else and something else. And then when I finally came to reading Doc, um, Eckhart Tolle's Power Now, loved it. Mm-hmm. It really, really sad. And, and then, of course, and I was led to also reading as something you were reading. You just told me the other day. Uh, so this is many years ago for me. I read um, Conversations with God, yeah. right, by Donna Walsh, is it? Uh, Neil Donald. Donald, yeah. Walsh. Yeah. And, and so those are all my favorite books, oldies, but goodie. They're honestly great books. I've been so fulfilled by those books because I read and I read them again. I read them and I take, take in different information each time because I am evolving. I'm constantly changing. Mm-hmm. What I understand today, I understand a little bit differently a week later. So also when I read that book again, I, I'm a, I come from a different space and I receive differently as well. So to me, I always feel like I'm always getting so much new information that I never try and reach for the next book because I know that the next book will fall on my lap right. when the time is right. When the time is right. But right now there's so much going on and the webinars took over. The webinars really took over. So right. I was watching them a lot. Um, recently I've been busy creating so much of what I've, other people are. See, see, now I find like I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, perform- I'm providing the coaching. I'm providing. So I find myself busy putting everything into, uh, you know, into programs and a neat little step-by-step method that anyone and anyone can jump on and, and start to learn everything so quickly and not have to go through everything I have to go through to learn, right? Like all the research and the studies and all the pain and the stress and all these years of, of you know, trauma. Like, you don't have to go through all that. Here, in 12 weeks. Here, in four weeks. Here, just take this step-by-step method and follow. Hence, I gave you guys a homework already. Assignment number one. You guys remember what it is? What feels good? Figure it out. No, just only pay attention to anything and everything you can say. Yes, please. Right. Yes, please. That feels good. Feeling good. I'll have that, yeah. Yeah, loving that feeling. Loving that feeling. I'm just looking at the beautiful weather. I'm not even saying I love the weather. I'm just saying loving it. Loving it. Loving it. That's it. It feels Love good. It. So, so play that game. Yeah, it's a simple enough game for anyone to play, right? Especially for people who are like non-believers yet or um, having a really tough time. And, and sometimes when you're in a very low frequency space, it's hard to see any light in anything, you know? So I don't like to give people hard games. Like easy games to start. And then they can come in and go, okay, okay, more, more. That was fun. Okay, what's next? And then I can give you the next game and then the next. And then that's how staying with the body transformation program. And when people come in, they're like, I don't work out. I don't go to the gym, but I want to, I want to lose weight and look good. I'm like, great. So, but I even had, I even came up with a program like that. Don't worry. You don't even need to go to the gym. Don't worry. I'm creating new stories, right? New realities. They're like, really? I don't? I'm like, no. Do I have to give up my wine? No. This is not about deprivation. You can have a couple glasses a night. Really? I'm like, mm-hmm. But they said that I would just keep get fat. I'm like, who's they? It's like, listen to your body, not somebody. You're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to have wine, okay? Don't worry about it. So then I changed their whole perception in that four weeks. They drink wine with their dinner. They don't go to the gym. But I said, how about you don't go to the gym, but I give you a 10-minute workout you could do at home. Right. I could do that. I could do that. So now they started doing a 10-minute workout, which they've never done before. But I make it easy enough that they start to go, oh, I'm feeling a little tighter. Uh, Penny, uh, what else you got? And I'll be like, no, <laughs> I just 
try, try this ab exercise. Oh, my abs are feeling so tight. Oh, okay, what else you got? And then all of a sudden they're like, Penny, I need to sign up for another four weeks. Can we, can you give me a program so I can go to the gym and actually like lift some weights? I'll be like, okay. So I don't really force them into anything. I just guide them and then they decide I'm ready for more because it's so much fun, right? So you just kind of give people little bits. I call it bite-sized doses of information. So it's easy to digest, to succeed. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Yeah. And I think sometimes we need that anyway. I do think one step at a time is, you know, I still need that. <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I've really enjoyed this chat and I don't know if I told you that something that I do to end off every single one of my streams is to pull a card for the person that I'm interviewing. Have you ever had an angel card reading or... Anything like that? Do I have I ever done one of those? You said so. You got yes. cut off. So um, yes, back in the day when I didn't depend on me and myself, I depended on all the external factors. Oh yeah, I went to all kinds of people telling me all kinds of things. So I did have those angel cards and all that stuff. And now, now I don't go to those things. But when it's presented to me, I know something has to come through. There's a message. So and I open. totally had that thought before you said it and I when you were talking I was like should I ask her to do the cards and then I went you know whatever I'm just gonna do it because it's something fun that I always yeah, do but see, like I had that thought because I'm yes, also <laughs> well that's the thing and see I'm also in this space where I don't use them as much anymore because there comes to a point where the cards are meant to help you tune in and listen to it what you already it, know it. is the truth yeah. yeah and and I'm at this point where now where I, I work on this so much that I don't necessarily need the cards to help me sometimes and sometimes there's fun to play with but you know they're fun. there's they're energy there too it's fun right okay one sec yay i haven't seen one of those for a long time but yeah. i'm ready Actually, for it I'm give gonna it to use, me i'm gonna use a completely different deck than i usually use uh, because i just love this deck and it i feel drawn to pick one for you so Yay. this is the archangel power tarot cards so there is a woman uh, named Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine, and they originally created it. And so I'm not like the, I don't, I'm not the biggest like follower as to what they're up to these days, but um, they created these cards way back when, and I loved them. And so I'm going with it. So it feels good. More please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put the microphone down while I just shuffle. Um, and, but I'll just let you know any thoughts, feelings, ideas, sensations that come to you as I am giving you the reading, it's relevant to what you need to know. So, and if a card flies out, then that's also good. So yes. here we go. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, do you have a specific question or would you like general knowledge? <sighs> no, I, I trust the universe always sending me exactly what I need to know next. So I'm open to what I need to know next. Fabulous. Okay. Okay. A couple cards are flying out. So I am just going to go with it. Actually, I feel like this purple one, we're going to go with this one. Okay, cool. So the first one, interestingly enough, that flew out is love and blessings fill your life. Yay! <laughs> Perfect. Harmonious relationships with family members happily ever after. Yay. I felt that. Wow. Now I feel like, so these ones do both fell out. So, okay. So the next, the next one is Ace of Gabriel. 
a gift of passion, opportunity, and inspiration, the chance to do something amazing, a sense of wonder. Wow. I love it. I get that too. I get it. I get it. I know what's happening. I know that's so in alignment with what is going on. Yeah. Perfect. And then are you ready for this last card, Penny? I'm only ready. I must be ready because it's coming at me. So I'm ready. You are ready. It's called The Magician. You can manifest the life you want. What you need will magically appear. Successful beginnings. Yay! <laughs> oh my gives, gosh. That gives a lot of credibility to this entire conversation because we're not. This conversation has been so supported by higher intelligence. And that just did not come from me. It came from all of us that we can do that. Because I gave that message and now it's being validated at the end of the summer. And you didn't have time to find that one card and pull it out just to trick everybody. I know that. All three cards with all the topics that we've discussed, relationships, <laughs> getting what we want, manifesting, you all of that. that is? Do you wow. see how magical it is? Remember how I say play that game? Feel good. Yes, please. Yeah. More, please. Mm-hmm. So magical. What happens? And, and this is the stuff that happened. More of the things that feel good, like you just showed me, start mm-hmm. popping up. So I want you guys to play this game and we get to feel this what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. So Thank fun. you. Yeah. Do you have one? Are you drawn to one specific one? Because I will give you uh, like all because it'll, it'll probably take a while to read all three. But if you pick one, I will um, go ahead and give the, the full reading for the one. Oh, I'm going to go with the for, uh, forever happily ever after one. OK, the green one. OK, because I love I love all of them. This and one, right? I love the all of them one. so much, but the one forever, happily ever after, and the relationship and the love is really resonating. I love it. Okay, I love it. All right. So that one was 10 of Raphael. Um, okay. Because there is a booklet that comes along with these cards. So I want yes. To... Okay. Love and blessings fill your life. This is a beautiful moment where it seems as though you have it all. Your family is loving and happy. You may still work hard, but there is a feeling of satisfaction and peace when you come home. Your relationships with your children or other family members are peaceful and harmonious. Relationships can be a lot of work, but they're worth it. Your hopes and dreams are within reach. If it's a beautiful home life you're seeking, you're on the right path. Additional meanings of this card, happy romantic relationships, trustworthy relationships, the end of stress, and happily ever after. Oh, wow. I love that. Oh, me too. I I, love it. Remember how I said the part when we were talking, I said, you know, and I'm going to be in another relationship. I could feel it coming. Do you remember when I was telling a story about how I went through separation and then how I learned about myself to find myself first before I try to find it in someone else? Don't, you know, try to be happy alone first. And then two people who know how to do that for themselves come together because powerful and that's where I'm at I said remember I told you that's where I'm yes. at I could feel it happening and then you read that card and it's like yep yeah, I'm on track wow there you go right all that's amazing <laughs> I've honestly really loved this chat and I really hope like if you'd be down I'd love to have you back like I'd love to just like do some more chats like this I think this is such great content and so, like just such good messaging and just things Anything for you, hear. Melissa. You've got such great energy that you honestly, you attract great things to you. And if I'm somehow attracted to you, that means there's something so special about you that I need to be a part of and be there to support. And I know that it goes both ways. So I'm definitely happy to come back. It does. Yes. Okay. Amazing. All right. Well, I always finish on this note by asking my person that I'm interviewing 
a goal that they're working on right now? Just something really quickly going into 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Going into 2020 is to help people find, find themselves again. Like just who they really are. Like that's all I've been doing this year, creating and creating, creating. I've been kind of like what people call the artist that's hiding in that room and you never see them for years. Like Picasso locked himself in the chapel and all he did was paint. I literally was like that the whole year. I locked myself in. After my separation, I locked myself in for a good year where I was like painting the 16 chapel, like a different kind of chapel, of course. <laughs> like, and because my whole premise is like, everybody should feel good. Everybody should have to find remember who they are again and then start manifesting the life they want whatever that is it doesn't have to be the same person to person it could be whatever they want i wonder how to do this and that's what i want in 2020 not only do i have this beautiful beautiful relationship with someone i've always like known that i have a partner in life that i can do this with so i'm not doing it like physically as a physical i have entities helping me yeah okay but i also said to the entities that i would love a partner in life to do it with and because even more powerful and 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 that is the 2020 that goal is to not try to find this partner but to to be the best partner i can to attract him in easily while we can do this big work together and have everyone else also on board helping each other find themselves as a momentum grows. Yeah. That's beautiful that's and completely in alignment with me right now. So I, mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you so much for, for chatting with me today. This has been so magical, so wonderful. I'm going to speak for everybody in the future listening. You are amazing. <laughs> I appreciate love you. It. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and we're gonna finish on my motto which is the grass is always greenest where we are right now so it's a little little fun saying that I like to say to remind us that everything's good right now to focus on you know gratitude focus on all the things that you love you're surrounded by love and good vibes and and you can bring in more of that. That feels good. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget, <laughs> lesson of the day. That feels good. Go and feel out what feels good. <laughs> yes, please. More, yes, please. please. More, please. <laughs> love you guys so, so much. Sending you so much love, light, and motivation to go slay at your goals. Namaste. <laughs>